Hey and welcome to Rise of the Savvy Souls, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, healing and inner transformation. I'm your host, Sarah Flynn, spiritual growth and transformation coach, speaker and mentor, here to help you as you awaken to your soul purpose, activate your divine gifts and elevate into your goddess power. I am so excited you are here and I know that it's no coincidence that our paths have crossed. So with that in mind, let's jump straight in to this week's episode. Hey girls and welcome back to another episode of Rise of the Savvy Souls. I cannot wait to introduce today's guest to you all and just have such a fun enlightening conversation um, about love and relationship. So today I'm bringing to you the gorgeous Ozzy Osbourne. She is a former jewelry designer and a mum of two teenage boys. She is a love and relationship coach and speaker. And after a difficult divorce, she dove into personal development and fell in love with the work. She Mm -hmm. is committed to her vision of a world of healthy and fulfilling relationships. And most recently, Ozzy is using her platform to empower men in redefining masculinity and creating freedom in their life and in their world. So welcome, Ozzy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So I just need to give everybody a little backstory about how our paths crossed because Ozzy and I were part of a mutual friend's program online we were both featuring in our gorgeous friend Laura Katanen's um, program that she was offering as guest experts and it was so funny because we had this like introductory zoom call in regards to like who all of the guest experts were so we could all get to know each other and obviously like my listeners know that I'm all about like the divine feminine and the womb awakening and all of the things and a couple of weeks prior, I remember saying to the to my guides, to the universe, to whoever listens to me speak when I speak, <laughs> I was like, it'd be really cool to meet someone who knows a lot more about divine masculine and supports the men. Because I was like, I do so much for like the women and I understand them on such a deep level. But I was like, I'd really love to meet someone who's doing it for the men and knows, you know, how to support them. Of course, asking you will receive. So the universe brought Ozzy and I together. And as soon as she introduced herself on the call, I was like, oh, there she is. Thank you, universe. More, please. Um, So we connected. And I think the first time we spoke, we spoke for about an hour and a half, two hours or something. We could have kept on going and going. Hey. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, we were we were on fire with our conversation. So we thought we have to record this as a podcast because there's so much that we could talk about. So before we jump into all things love, relationships and divine masculine, I would love for you to just share a little bit about your backstory and what brought you to this point today. Mm, thank you for asking. And of course, thank you for having me. And we definitely it was definitely a kismet moment when we met and it felt right. Um, I had the same the same exact moment when we were introduced and I was like, Oh, I need, we need to speak. And I think we both sort of said that to each other. Um, so it was, it was the universe's workings. And so it's just so beautiful. Um, so how I came to today and what I do in my work is I, I growing up, uh, in, in 
in the seventies, <laughs> I'll age myself. I grew up in a home where my mom was the product of parents who were survivors of the war. And so she grew up in a very masculine home in a very um, fear-based home. And so what was instilled in her was of course, a lot of fear, a lot of anger, a lot of, 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 um, masculine energy that was brought into her relationship with my father. Um, and thereby my dad became very emasculated and muted and not very honored. And so I remember as a child feeling the strong sense of empathy for my dad and I felt sorry for him. And I felt really, I was more, I was more sad for him than I was for me. Um, and I remember just always praying, praying, praying that my dad would find peace, that my dad would find his voice, that my dad would, would really emerge as the dad I needed him to be. Um, and then fast forward to my marriage. I know I fast forward many years, but I then attracted someone who, um, who was really there to help me heal my relationship with dad. And so when he showed up, um, he reminded me of my dad so much that I took on the role of the caretaker. I took on the role of um, the, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to help him. I'm going to guide him to his masculinity. And, and unfortunately I, I didn't, I didn't know how to, and I didn't even know how, how to articulate it, but that, that relationship lasted 14 years and, and ended uh, in a very painful um, beautiful awakening for me. Um, and, and I realized that I really have a soft spot for men in the world. And I really was able to see and understand and hear how men in the world don't feel heard, don't feel seen. They're viewed as, they're viewed as perpetrators and they're viewed as as aggressors. And that was not my experience with men. And that is not what I wanted my own boys to experience in the world. I wanted them to feel empowered to be their beautiful masculine selves. And I wanted them to understand that there's in masculinity, there's room for compassion. There's room for kindness. There's room for um, vulnerability. And so it got me into this work because I really understood that through relationships, we can heal not only ourselves, but we could heal the world. And so that's what I, that's sort of the path that I took. And that's how I got here in standing for men and standing for really redefining masculinity today. Wow. I got, I just got chills when you say that, because I get it on the level of you know, witnessing the masculine role models in my life and also like the former relationship that I ended up in, I definitely took on that role as well. I want to fix this person, you know, and, and the truth was I needed to fully fix myself first. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think vulnerability with men is, is so tough for them, right? Like, it's almost deemed, you know, like, okay, for us women to show our emotions, mind you, I mean, it's still not, we're, we're working on it, it still might not be fully okay for us to show our emotions either. But like, 
for men, they've been brought up to like, you know, be a man, like just get on with it. Don't sort of show any emotion. So it's really big work that you're doing. And like you said, relationships can be the, we, we can heal the world through relationships because we get to heal ourselves. They're like mirrors for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest pieces of all this that I learned uh, is, is the, the really deep desire for men to be seen and be, and, and have a safe space to express their vulnerability. You know, my house, my boys are allowed and are given a lot of permission to express their feelings uh, and not be told, no, don't cry. No, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't do it that way. Um, and they're also given a lot of masculine tasks because for me, it's really about, it's, it's, it's about the connection of the masculine and the feminine. And it's, it's about healing both. It's not just one or the other. Um, so it's, it's, it's really understanding that there's a, that there's room for both. Yeah. And I loved what we were talking about when we very first connected and you were talking about how, and, and just like what you said there, but you give your boys very masculine tasks in the house. Um, just share with my listeners why that is. Cause I remember when we first spoke and you were like, you know, there's, there's so many women who are like, I just intimidate men or this happens. And you're like, no, you're just, you're just emasculating them. Like they need to feel needed to be in their power. So I would love for you to share a bit more about that with our listeners. Yeah. So, um, I don't only work with men. I also work with women. The reason why I work with women is really to empower and support them in knowing how to hold space for the men, how to show up for the men and really understand what the men need. And so, yes, one of the, one of the things that, that really fuels a man's masculinity is when a woman is truly in her essence of, of her feminine being. And one of the ways is understanding that the role of the feminine is not about weakness, in fact, quite the opposite, but it's really about the allowance and the receiving so that the man can rise and create, um, not necessarily create, but, but can show up as a superhero that he, that he wants to be. And so when you give them, I call it the pickle jar experiment, when you, um, and try this at home by giving someone in your home who's, who is, uh, their core essence is masculine, give them a task, give them something to do that, you know, you can do, but give it to them to do. I always hand all my jars to my sons. I always say, can you please open this for me? And then I acknowledge them and say, thank you, because it really makes them feel like, oh, I did good. All the masculine wants to hear is you did good. You did good. <laughs> yeah. They love to feel that it's, it's in their core, right? That they're, they're, they're sort of primed for it. And we are in today's world where we're in a time where women don't need men. Women can get pregnant on their own. Women can have their own homes. They own their own cars. They own their own everything. They run their own businesses. Some make more money. And so it's important that we understand that while women don't need men, that the, how far women have come in the world is, is not 
intimidating men. It's just confusing them. Yeah. It's confusing them and knowing, well, well then where do I fit in? What is my role here? And so when you add this new generation that's coming up and this new generation, that's really asking for no labels, no titles, they want fluidity. They don't want to identify as a man or a woman. We're going to start to notice very interesting things that are going to happen between the masculine and the feminine. Mm. And I'm very intrigued. I have a lot of conversations with that generation. It's my son's generation. And I speak to their friends and we sit at the table and we talk and I listen to them and time and time again, they tell me how, first of all, they, they don't want to be considered a certain something. They don't want to adapt to a role. Mm. Um, and so it, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens with that generation and what will happen to our roles as human beings, really. Are we going to become one? Yeah, like literally, literally it's going to be fascinating to see um, in terms of yeah, energies, you know, we all house the masculine and feminine energy. So really the masculine and feminine is just a label because we are both in essence. So we don't really need to have a label. Um, but what's what's interesting, just to go back to the, the pickle jar experiment a moment, when you first shared that with me, I'm going to hold my hands up and be like, you know, because of my past, because of my what my past relationship was like, when I came out of that, I was so adamant to be Little Miss Independent that I <laughs> that I just went the complete opposite way, you know, like boss babe, got my business, got my car, got my place, got all of the things. And for a while, I really thought that like, you know, that's admirable. Like a guy should really, really love that <laughs> about me. <laughs> a guy should love that about me, right? And then when we were having that conversation, I was like, oh my God, like, as I got off the, the call with you last time, I was thinking of all the different instances where a guy had tried to offer me help in something. And I'd, I had refused the help thinking I've got this, or I don't want him to think I'm weak if I'm accepting the help or um, just, it was just my instant defense or my instant guard to just be like, no, 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 it's okay. Because I would feel like, oh, I'm putting him out. But then when you said that and you were like, they need to be needed. It's like, I was noticing even just the smallest little gesture where I was like, oh, I took his power away. I didn't let him step into his power in that situation. So I think, you know, a lot of the, the women who listen to this podcast as well, they're either starting a business or creating a business or creating their dream lives, creating their vision. And there has been this whole movement of, you know, women, let's, let's do this. We can rise, we can create our dreams. And, and yeah, there has become almost like this bit of a culture where the men must have been so confused now. And I think that's why I was so craving to meet someone like you, because even I was feeling it. I was like, we're doing so much for the women, but what about the guys? Like I need to meet someone who's, who's helping them as well. Yeah. And, and by the way, I was there too. I was there. I was misindependent because I, I was noticing in my relationship that my, my husband at the time just wasn't rising to the occasion. So I was like, well, I, if he's not going to do it, I'll just do it. I don't. And, and if he wasn't going to do it at the time frame that I wanted him to do it, then I'm just going to take over. And so 
everything became for me faster, better doing, right. It was very directional and very structured and very, very masculine. And so I took on that role in the relationship and, and it, it, by the way, if there's, if you have a core masculine and then you have someone competing for the masculine in a relationship, you kind of have a dual or a challenge. You're, you you do not have uh, an, a, the sexual attraction is, is killed. Mm-hmm. You need polarity in order to create that attraction. And so it's important to note that, that we do need to energetically be in our pure core essence in order for us to maintain that attraction. Now, that's not to say that women need to appear weak or appear less than it just means that you get to be a little bit more playful. You get to, you get to step into the flow and the, and the ease. Uh, well, I don't know if there's much ease, but the flow <laughs> of the feminine um, so that the man can just really take it in. Right. They, they, they could show up and hold the structure and be the frame that we crave. And I do hear a lot of women and I was one of them that said, Oh God, I intimidate men. And I will always encourage women today to change that narrative because in speaking to men about it, it's a question I ask every man, do you feel that women intimidate you? And they will always say no. Mm. And they say, what, what, um, what intimidates me is her need to control Mm. her her desire to be better than me, faster than me. And I don't know how to fit into that. Mm. I want to be the man for her. I want to be the knight in shiny armor for her. I want to step up for her. And I just don't feel like I can. She'll steamroll me. Yeah. And so that's what, that's, what's going on for the, for the masculine is that they're just unclear about what their role is in a world that's being run by women. Mm. Oh, I'm just covered in chills again, but like, it's definitely when you said that about the playfulness, I instantly feel that like it instantly makes me feel giddy to almost like play out this role. Like it can just be playful and it you can know intentionally what you're doing. Like you with your sons asking them to do the, the masculine jobs, like, you know, fully well what you're doing. You're just empowering them in that moment. So it's like we can learn to actually step into this role. And actually, since we had that conversation, I've been doing that a lot more intentionally. And it's been fun. It's been fun. Well, one, because you're allowing yourself to receive. But two, you know that you're you're allowing the, the males in your life to like to step up and to feel like they fit in and to feel like they provide. Whereas, yeah, definitely like the misindependent identity, like. It's not, it's not serving us. It's it's not as sexy as we think it is. Right. We we use words like boss babe. And we're using words like, you know, let's be ass kickers and, and whatever term you want to use very masculine terms, because we're, we're taking the empowerment to a whole different level. And so we're, we are creating separation. We're not creating inclusion and, and the men just don't know how to show up for that. They, they kind of, And and that's what you're seeing and you're noticing and speaking to a lot of single women. One of the biggest complaints is that they feel like the men are not trying. The men are just blah. The men are not committed. They're not in integrity. They're not their word and they don't make decisions and Mm. it's driving them crazy. Mm. And so we literally have to, as women, we get to inspire men 
to show up as men, not by telling them how to, but by inspiring them. So there's a difference. And the way we inspire them is by really fully embracing our femininity in our flow, in our, in our essence and in our receiving, but also just generating love out, mm. constantly generating love out. And as in, in, again, inviting them to show up as gentlemen, inviting them to show up as the man that you, that you envision because yeah. they don't know they're not going to read your mind and they, and they're not going to, I mean, they've, they've, it's been a few generations now where they've been emasculated. They've been made into, um, again, they're considered per- with the me too movement, you know, now I do want to say there have been many, many, many generations of a lot of pain for men. And so justifiably so women sort of at some point had to kind of take control and step up and become louder, stronger, better, faster Mm. in order to survive. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a place where it's like, okay, well now the women are like kicking ass, right? Yeah. And now the men are just like, whoa, where, what, I don't know. They're like, what just happened? (laughs) They've been steamrolled. They've been steamrolled. And so, but their truest desire, they want to serve. And so what we're noticing actually is men have less testosterone. Scientifically, it's been proven that now today, today's man has less testosterone than 10 years ago. Wow. And are showing up more feminine. They are showing up more vulnerable, but more of the wounded feminine. Mm. And it's causing women to kind of get tired of it. What I'm noticing in the dating, the single space is that women are just like, well, I don't need a man. So I'm just not going to date. Yeah. And you can, you can see it so much, especially in the women who have, you know, really guarded themselves, created their visions, feel like they're fulfilled on so many other levels that you just, you do, you hear people so just flippantly saying, I just, maybe I'm just not supposed to be with a guy. Maybe that's, maybe that's how it's supposed to be for me. Maybe I'm just better off alone. Yeah. Or gravitating towards a tribe of women and getting their, yeah. their needs met there. Yeah. Um, and so what I want to inspire women to do is invite men in invite the masculine back into play because it's so much more fun to play in the playground with boys and girls yeah let's all come back together no more separation let the men pull our pigtails and let's chase each other yeah like let's talk about that then like how can we be more like playful in our approach to invite them into the space it's like we've got to give them that space at the end of the day for them to then step into that space rather than us feeling like oh there's a space there. So we've got to fill it. It's like, no, there's, there's a space there. Let him rise up and fill it. And we get to be playful about the situation. Yes. Um, we have to remember masculine is the masculine energy is, is freedom. It is present seeking freedom and the feminine energy is freedom seeking presence. So what's important for the feminine energy is to have presence in her, in her life. So what she gets to do um, is find pleasure in everything she does. 
start to find pleasure in everything. And what I mean by pleasure is not only sexual, but just in everything, really start to learn what it's like to just love everything in such a pleasurable, visceral level so that you can emanate that love and that pleasure out. And that's going to be so attractive to the man. It's going to be an aphrodisiac for them. It's going to really awaken them. And it's going to be like, I want some of that. Let me step up. Right. Um, And so it's finding pleasure. It's loving the F out of yourself. Am I, are we allowed to curse on here? You do whatever you like. <laughs> loving the fuck out of yourself. Yes. <laughs> like, all of it, not just the outside. Yes, Botox is great. Yes, the makeup is great. The hair is great. The extensions are great. But really find, find yourself, find your love, find your, find your inner peace, find all of it so that you can flow freely and not be rigid. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to invite the man. Mm-hmm. Now, when you are dating or you're in a relationship, flirt, flirt. Flirt some, is so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> flirt with, and, and it's so funny because for a long time, I've, I've always had people tell me that, that, that I'm, I'm a flirt. And that became almost like a thing that I shouldn't be doing, right? It became like, you're such a flirt. Like it's a bad thing. And so I stopped doing it, mm-hmm. but I remember just feeling like, why can't I like, that's part of innately. That's part of what I desire to be is that playfulness. That's fun because I notice when I'm playful that that men come and play. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side, obviously you get to be discerning about who you're playful with because they're in the confusion for men. There's also some of the flirting sometimes gets to be sexual. So it's, it's, you have to discern between being sexual with someone that you're not intending to be, cause that's manipulative and being flirtatious and being playful with them. There's a difference. Mm. So you get to be, you get to be in ownership of that and not, not take advantage. Cause we have, we have that power. We're very yeah. It, it just reminds me of like almost like not stepping into character as such, but just allowing yourself to, yeah, like come out of your rigid role, whatever your rigid role is, and just allow yourself to be more flowy. And it's funny how, you know, the way that we can really invite the men in is that complete opposite paradigm to what we think when we're in our wounded, which is that we need to fix the men, we need to tell them what to do, like we need to be the ones to guide them. And I think a lot of women take on that mothering role for their men. And anyone who's listening to this, like if you're doing that, like I've definitely been that person in the past as well. But just like what Ozzy is sharing, it's it's not about that. It's about you really investing in yourself and your own pleasure and when you were talking about pleasure it's like finding like sensuality and everything so whether it's like I don't know just being playful with like burning oils and fresh flowers and really taking time to to cook your dinner and really taste your food and bring all of your senses into every experience it becomes way more magical right Absolutely. When you activate your senses, you're vibrating on a different vibration and that's going to attract again, 
all the boys in the yard. Mm, (laughs) Song instantly just comes to mind. Right? It's so funny. But yeah, you absolutely get to vibrate. and, And listen, there is space for women, for the feminine, to kick ass at work. There is space for that. There is space for you to be an incredible leader, an incredible um, boss. Mm. But with your men that you are wanting to create attraction with, you're wanting to have a partner with, you get to soften up. So what I will have women do is, is, is I call it the softening of the heart. It's just take a minute and just soften your heart and then soften your body. And then reveal your, not only your heart, but your neck. And that's a sign of surrender. And when a man sees that, (laughs) this already sounds like a million times more juicy and delicious than having your guard up and trying to be the woman who controls it all. And I will say right now that after like, I don't know how long it's been now, three or four years of being little miss independent, like, there is no way I want that dynamic in my future relationship that I'm calling in. Like I want more than anything for me to be the, be the boss at what I do. But the moment I close that laptop and leave my office or, or whatever, like that's what I want is to really soften into the masculine and be able to, to be fully in my feminine at that point. Yeah. And shifting from independence to intradependence, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you talked about. It's the giving and the receiving. It's being able to, to be the provider where you need to be the provider, but yet also be the, on the receiving end. Cause anatomically as women, we are designed to receive. If you think of us anatomically where the man is, is penetrative, right? It, it, he's, yep. he's more about the giving. So we have to understand physiologically and energetically, we serve a purpose for one another in a heterosexual relationship and also in any other relationship. Mm. Oh my gosh. I get excited at the idea of like how different the world could be if every woman and every man really knew all of this stuff, because yeah, relationship role models in my eyes from the only thing I've ever had evidence of is not this, (laughs) is not this, hence why the world has been the way it has been. So I think we're living in very fun, dynamic times, which brings us back to what you were saying earlier about the future generations and witnessing how they're going to be completely different, it sounds like, to to the likes of us. And they're probably going to educate us a lot as, as they grow up. And you're probably witnessing that with your two boys now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, I think it's what it's going to do. It's going to shift our need and, des- and, and, and like strong will to compete with one another and, and, and be more about how do we coexist as human beings, take away energies, take away our gender. How do we coexist so that we can know where we end and know where we begin mm-hmm. and we can really be in, in, in flow of appreciation, compassion, love, and what this universe is really about. Yeah. Right. When you look at animals, 
they don't really, they know their roles and they serve them. Mm-hmm. And they're one with the universe and they're one with nature and they're one with, so take away our emotions, take away the things that we're attached to, take away the things that we're born into and, and our memory, right? Their memory is very instinctual, whereas ours is very, it's very emotional. Mm. And so we, 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 we just have to understand that, that at the end of the day, we're all human beings wanting the same thing. We want to be seen, heard, and loved. Mm. Yeah. Million percent. So for us to fully understand each other on these deep, even energetic levels of being like able to recognize in yourself, like I can recognize in myself now what it feels like when I'm in my masculine overdrive. So even just that to go, I recognize that, and that can happen by the way, when I'm on survival mode or, you know, whatever, it just kicks in, but just being able to recognize that for myself, I can imagine how transformational that would be in a relationship to be able to go, I can feel it again. I've stepped too much into my masculine, too much into like control mode. How can I do your heart soften exercise, drop back and get into surrender and get into receiving mode? Yeah. I also want to add that what's really important for the masculine is to feel safe, to have permission to share their vulnerability too. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you always have to be, if you're in, if you are in, um, in any relationship, if you are in your feminine, the core feminine, and you're with a core masculine, right? For the polarity, it's really important that you know that you don't always have to stay there, that there's sometimes where you're going to step into your masculinity because your partner is shifting into his, his femininity and hold space for that. Yeah. And if you're, if your partner is going too far into his masculine, his or her masculinity or his or her femininity out masculine them or out feminine them, Mm. which means that if, if you're in a heterosexual relationship and your man is whining and complaining, right. Which is considered more in the feminine. uh, If he's in his wounded feminine at that moment, it's a wounded feminine quality out feminine them be more feminine in that moment got you because that will call him back into into a they'll know what to do at that point yeah which will bring them back to that polarity which is bringing those energies back into play of how they need to be for these relationships to work in a dynamic way yeah and also remembering when we go into our wounded there's something there if we're going to a wounded feminine or wounded masculine there's something for us to look at. There's some, there's something underneath that. So instead of reacting to the wounded partner, we get to invite them to either share with us what's going on, what's on their heart or give him space, right? Let him, let him be, you know, in his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to learn how to communicate. I can't stress that enough. We have to learn to articulate exactly what we mean and to be able to share with our partners what our needs are, what our boundaries are, and what our wants are. And, and you don't have to agree. Mm. You just have to be in alignment for that relationship to work. 
I mean, just I'm just picturing as you're speaking. I'm I'm still single, by the way, people. So like, <laughs> but I'm I'm really starting to get the gist of how much work this relationship thing is. And you know, my my past relationship was a very wounded relationship. So even though that was hard work as well, consciously it wasn't. It was just like you know, go with the motions. But like, wow, these conscious, healthy, divine relationships. I mean, that is a lifelong practice that we literally have to be so committed to. And just when you're saying, you know, if he's in his wounded feminine, then if we step up into our divine feminine to out feminine him, I'm like, whoa, like there's some days if I drop into my wounded feminine, I don't even recognize myself in it, let alone see a partner in it and then be able to like step up for him. So yeah, I'm really... I'm really fascinated for this next phase of my life whenever um, my partner arrives, just to just to fully understand and, and play all of this out and practice this all out, actually. Um, but something I definitely want you to touch on, if you can, is, is some, some tips around conscious communication. You know, um, how can we be clear about expressing our needs, wants, desires, boundaries, like, are there some go-to sentences that you find really empowering? Where do we begin with that? Yeah. So if you've not heard of the Imago Dialogue, go check out um, uh, Hendricks, uh, Harville Hendricks um, and Gail Hendricks, because they are sort of the pioneer of this. And the Imago Dialogue is really about uh, being able to express your your needs and wants from a place of non-judgment, a place of non-defense. You're you're really you're bringing to the table um, a conversation as opposed to a demand. And so it would sound more like I noticed when you did this that I made up a story about it, and this is what I decided for myself that you didn't you didn't love me anymore, and that made me feel really scared. And while I know that that may or may not be true for you, that's what, that, that's what came up for me. What's important for me is to be in a relationship where I feel safe. And here's what I need. Moving forward, I need you to be more clear with the things that you say in order for me to feel safe so that I'm not making up stories. Mm, wow. Does that work for you? Right. And, and, and not only you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, but you're also giving him a, a, you're giving, you're letting him know exactly what you need. People love direction. Mm-hmm. We're so scared to give people direction and we could, we could give people direction in a way. Guys want to know how to serve us because yeah. they don't know and they're constantly <laughs> failing. Right. Um, and then getting, getting emasculated for it. They want to know. So we got to give them direction as to what we need not from a place of, of this is, you need to do this, this, and this, and this, it's not a list. It's, it's letting them know how it makes us feel. Mm. So many more layers to that. Acknowledging them when they are doing it. You know, Mm. when you took out the trash, that really made me feel cared for. Thank you. I appreciate you. The smallest things. Mm. I make sure to practice this with my boys. So I will always, if, you know, every day if they've done a task, and now they, they automatically do it, but I still make sure that I thank them every time they do a task because it's important for me, for them to understand that I appreciate it and it doesn't go unnoticed and they feel seen and they feel heard. 
Yeah. So it's important. And one piece of one piece that would really support all of this is when you are wanting to have that conversation with your partner, always ask permission to have their presence. Meaning there's something on my heart that I want to share. Is this a good time? Mm. And if it's not a good time, when would be a better time? So when yeah. you start to learn that kind of dialogue, it starts to get easy. And I know you mentioned that there's, it sounds like so much work. It really doesn't feel like work when you start to practice it. Now you start to practice it in your life with people in your life that uh, are friends, our coworkers are, you know, just strangers, even start to practicing the softening and, and start to practice asking to, to receive something. Mm. Yeah. I've definitely been practicing on strangers. Don't you worry. <laughs> when you're at the store and you see something up high well you know you could get on your tippy toes and get it (laughs) there's a man there and there usually always is (laughs) grabbing that for me (laughs) everybody who's listening to this is going to be like get me out now I need to go ask for help (laughs) And, and by the way I did that the other day and immediately his girlfriend came up and it was like so it was like oh, one of those moments. Didn't matter. I didn't. I didn't ask him to do anything, Joel. Um, <laughs> but he had a smile on his face. Yeah, a yeah. Woman he's feeling. Him. He's feeling recognized and seen and and powerful in that moment. And by the way, you welcome, lady. Yeah, he's helped you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. He's in his power now. He's in his power. He's all yours. I love this so much and I just think it's an important point you make anyway about practicing this with your boys like it doesn't matter for anyone who's listening to this whether you are single in a relationship or not I'm pretty sure there are males in your life who you can practice this out with for your own benefit but also for theirs and just sit back and watch and see what happens and play yeah play play, you know, damsel in distress comes up, not from weakness, but from playfulness. Yeah. You know, that little girl that twirls her hair and is like, can you, can you get that for me, please? Right. Like it's like cute, cute little energy. So funny about that is like, that so used to be me when I was younger. Anyway, I was like such a flirt and such a damsel in distress on purpose. (laughs) <laughs> and it just went, I don't know, it, it must have went when I decided to be that independent or when I fell too far into the wounded feminine and the victim. But I do remember being so playful when I was about like 12, 13, 14, 15. Like that was my persona. Instinctual um, for us. Yeah. So so it's time to bring it back. Yeah. Put, put that the badass assness aside you already are a badass you already are powerful you already are we all know we have the power Mm, we have the power we don't have to show it we have to be it and the being is all about the essence and embodying the beauty in you and the power in you that doesn't need to be spoken and it doesn't need to be directed it just is Mm. and that's it and you're going to watch men in your life step up it's going to be a while. You got to be patient, mm. but it's going to be just stand, just have patience. And I promise you, I'm working as hard as I can with them. I promise you they're in their hearts and they're, they're showing up. 
I promise. I have absolutely loved this conversation. It was definitely needed. I think every single person who is listening to this will resonate on such a deep level because this is so deeply rooted in our culture at the moment that it has to change and it has to change now for us to heal ourselves and ultimately heal the world and create these healthy relationships for everyone. So Ozzy, thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I would I would love for you to share with my listeners where they can reach you, should they want to continue following you after hearing you share on this podcast. Yes. So my team is getting me on TikTok now. So just you can you might be able to catch a couple glimpses on there. I don't I can't believe I'm on TikTok, but you can find <laughs> me on, mostly on Instagram, which is where I really uh, love to share some wisdom and some fun stuff. And I have a really fun show that I'm starting next week where I will bring anyone that wants to come on with live questions and, and ask any dating questions, any relationship questions, or any questions you might have about your ex. It'll be fun. It's going to be a date night for us. And we're going to talk all dating, love relationships. And, uh, and yeah, so I am at, I am Ozzy Osbourne on Instagram. That's where I'll, that's where I'll be. Yay. Well, I hope everyone who's listening has thoroughly enjoyed this and definitely go connect with Ozzy over on Instagram. Of course, as always, I'm going to put all of her details in the show notes so that you can go check her out. Um, And whether you want to check her out yourself or whether you want to send your man across or whether you both want to go (laughs) across, like she's available. So again, Ozzy, thank you so much. I've loved this conversation today. Okay, girls, well, wherever you are in the world, as always, I am sending you all of the love and I really hope that you have learned something super incredible here today and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.